In today's episode, we will learn about the significant differences between hearing and listening and the effects of confirmation bias. We're going to take a spin on this episode and instead of me analyzing a speech, we're going to learn together how to listen instead of hear and master how to think critically for ourselves. A huge part of knowing this difference is to take in and listen to different views than our own or what we're used to. The God-given promise that all are equal. A date which will live in infamy. Because I have a dream. It is a culture of lack of impunity. Together we will determine the course of America. Hi, I am Ashley Crosby and I am a politically minded gal who believes that words matter. And none matter more than those spoken or used by the individuals we elect to a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. So, in this podcast, I strive to take an unbiased approach to examine the meaning of the words used by modern-day and historical political influencers. So when it is our turn to vote, to govern, and to lead, we are better educated and informed than the generations before us who have left us with a mess. Subscribe and join me on this journey to better understand the impact the words of our leaders have on our future and what we can do about it. A great example of learning about a different view is the very first scene of Newsroom, a 2012 political drama TV series starring Jeff Daniels who plays Will McAvoy. In the first scene of the whole show, Will is at a campus debate with colleagues when they are asked, can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? His colleagues respond with diversity, opportunity, and freedom. And while all of these things are true, Will takes a different approach. He says, The New York Jets. No, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. You don't look satisfied. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is America not the greatest greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yet you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is... There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. 
We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. <laughs> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. In this amazing first scene of the show, Will McAvoy challenges a belief we are very comfortable with, that America is the best country in the world. This is what we need to do. To become knowledgeable voters and overall people, we must confront the beliefs we're comfortable with and look at every side of the matter, just like Will did. But how do you do this? Well, the answer is simple, through learning how to be an open-minded listener. As I briefly explained in my first episode, there are big differences between hearing and actually listening. Dr. William Lane, a best-selling author and advocate for neurodiversity in schools and the workplace, uses the words accidental, effortless, and involuntary to describe hearing, while the terms being alert, conscious effort, and focus involvement are used to describe the act of listening. However, actually becoming a listener is way easier said than done. This is due to humans having a natural tendency to hear instead of listening, because we're too busy thinking in an answer or response. Most of the time, we would rather desire to talk instead of listen during conversations. However, when we learn and develop the valuable skill of listening, we move past this hearing barrier and use listening to fully understand and process what we're being told. A big factor of us listening versus hearing is where we get our information. As humans and young minds, it's extremely easier to just hear about news, either through our friends, social media, or parents, and not fully process or understand what we're being told. A part of this hearing issue is something called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is defined by Britannica as the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs. Basically, we only want to believe what we're comfortable with, which causes an illogical and extremely biased thinking process, something that definitely does not create the knowledgeable, open-minded voters and overall citizens that we are reaching for. Think back to the Will McAvoy clip. When he said, America is not the best country in the world, we all probably flinched a bit. This is because we're so used to hearing that the US is the best country ever and it's what we're comfortable with because we live here. It's what we want to believe no matter the facts and reasons on why it might not be in every aspect. This shows Will's lack of confirmation bias and his ability to view multiple sides of a situation, which is exactly what we need to achieve as well. So here's how you can listen properly. Dr. William Lane, who defined hearing versus listening for us earlier, says that the first step to becoming a listener is to focus on finding meaning in what you hear. Concentrate on the words that are spoken, understand information through your involvement in the conversation, and be alert to how the words are spoken. Basically, pay attention when someone else is speaking. 
His second step is do not interrupt. Avoid finishing sentences for or talking over the person who is speaking. His final step is to ask open-ended questions by asking who, what, where, when, how questions that pertain to what the speaker is talking about demonstrates that you are listening and want to learn more. I think some great questions to ask in any situation that will provoke critical thinking are, how do you do this? Why does this matter? Who could be affected by this? And can you give me an example? All of these questions require creative and relevant answers, which is a lot more helpful to anyone who is listening than the dreaded yes or no responses. Another way we can think critically is by viewing different news sources. You can do this by checking out news stories from sources you typically wouldn't look at. For example, if you or your family regularly watches CNN, check out sources like Fox News or the Washington Post or the New York Times, which may have different views on the same issues. Or you could consume more centered news stations that have little to no bias in their reporting. Examples of these are the Associated Press, Politico, NPR, which is the National Public Radio, or you could view an international source, such as the British Broadcasting Corporation. One more way to challenge the sources of news you are familiar with is to distinguish between those that are news and those that are opinion. For example, using the two popular channels above, both Fox News and CNN have traditional news anchors and then anchors that are considered to deliver opinion news. To differentiate the two, during a 2020 a lawsuit against Tucker Carlson, host of the popular Fox News 9pm hour, the judge in the case ruled that based on the general tenor of the show, that should inform the viewer that Carlson is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Anchors like Don Lemon from CNN and Rachel Meadows from MSNBC have also used similar arguments of being opinion news sources. Listening to news opinions or people's views in general that are opposite to our own is a key step to becoming an open-minded critical thinker. This also helps us to stay away from confirmation bias. Because when we are open to hearing an opinion that is opposite of our own, we're less likely to just call it fake news or untrue, and more likely to try to understand why someone else would think that. We can also develop this understanding by asking people the critical thinking questions I provided earlier. While it may be easier to give in to confirmation bias and be comfy with our own beliefs, learning how to challenge those beliefs and fully listen to the views of other people is what this generation needs. We need people that think for themselves and don't vote Republican or Democrat in elections because it's who they're used to voting for or who their parents voted for. We have to learn to move beyond the D or the R that sits in front of a politician's name and instead to listen and use critical thinking to form our own knowledgeable voices. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Subscribe and tune into the next episode where we will dissect the effects that social media has on news.